Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. We officially made it, ladies. We are at the last episode of Fit Girl Fall on the Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry podcast, which means one thing and one thing only. Today is the day that we are finally announcing the winners of the Fit Girl Fall giveaway. Now, in case you guys missed the memo on my Instagram story, which by the way, I highly suggest you follow me on Instagram because my stories pop the F off. They are so fun. They're one of my favorite things ever. I love connecting with you guys. Always trying to share my favorite tips and tricks and all the things. But I know on my Instagram story, I announced that, of course, we have four giveaway prizes, the walking pad, two Alley Yoga gift cards, $100 each, and a Stanley Cup. So we're going to have four winners for the Fit Girl Fall giveaway. But what I actually decided is because we had such an influx of women participate in this giveaway. And honestly, I freaking love you guys. Like, I love you guys. I love hearing the success. I love when you guys share this podcast. And I just love this community so very much, especially because many of the women who have entered the giveaway, I know are clients inside of our programs or have been touched by TSN in some way. So I just was thinking, why not give away three more little fun prizes for you guys? So we're actually giving away seven prizes total, and I have added on three more prizes because I am giving away three Lululemon belt bags because I was like, that's literally perfect for your hot girl walk, guys. So without further ado, before we jump into today's episode, here are the winners and what each winner has won. Just so you know, I will not DM you for any of this information. We have your email, so we're going to be reaching out to you via email. So stay posted, stay tuned, especially if your name is announced. Okay, the three winners of the Lululemon belt bag are Mika Wood, Laura Lopez, and Isabel Hu. Hopefully I'm pronouncing your name right, girlfriend. Especially if I'm in person, I always want to make sure I'm pronouncing people's names right. So Mika Wood, Laura Lopez, and Isabel Hu. The Stanley Cup winner is Alyssa Dunnigan. The two Aloe Yoga gift cards that are $100 each, Kelly Gillen is going to get one, and then Carly Elkinton, you've also won. And drumroll, please, the winner of the walking pad is Kylie Haywood. Get excited, guys. We will be messaging you so you can claim your prizes within the next 30 days. And I am so excited to give you guys today's final episode of Fit Girl Fall, but don't you worry. We also have an episode coming out this Thursday. And we're going to get back to regularly scheduled Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry programming. So get excited. Fit Girl Fall final episode of October 2023 is here. Imagine it is after work and you are headed home. Maybe you are single and you don't have kids or maybe your kiddos are in your house and you are maybe picking them up from school before you go home. But you get home and you go to the kitchen. You put down your stuff. You get your kids settled, you get you settled, heck, maybe you're getting your dog settled if you're anything like me, and you decide to hop into the cabinet in your kitchen. And luckily for you, you have trick-or-treaters coming by this year for Halloween, which is right around the corner, and you find yourself grabbing a little handful of maybe some fun-sized pieces of candy, maybe some of your favorite little treats that are chocolatey and delicious, And you end up eating one, two, three, and then it adds up into maybe 10 or 15 pieces before you know it. And you really sit back thinking about your whole day. And you also remembered you had a little bit of fun in the office and you had a little bit of delicious candy there too. 
And then you decide to really think about how much you ate. You finally bite the bullet. You go to my fitness pal. You begin logging your food. And you freak out because you see how much you ate, whether it's 10 or 15 or more pieces of candy, or maybe it's just a few pieces that you realize, wow, that added up really quickly. This story is actually extremely common on any part, any phase, any you know year of your weight loss journey, but especially during a holiday season like fall when candy is literally associated with Halloween. I mean, how many of us remember going trick-or-treating when we're younger? And unfortunately, as we get older, we may not be going trick-or-treating, but whether it's our kids' candy baskets or lovely little baskets of candy that we have at the office, at the doctor's office, even the nail salon that I went to, guys, there was a candy basket out. We are being tempted everywhere with fun and delicious foods, especially right ahead of Halloween. Now, at the end of the day, Overeating can happen for so many different reasons, but I wanted to sit down and do an episode today on if you find yourself in the situation I just described, what do you do? What do you eat and do after you overeat? And that is what we're talking about today. Now, before we dive into this topic, something that I wanted to gather some research on for you guys and really for my own knowledge to be able to really decipher and have some numbers to present to you guys and it's actually very interesting that when we look at waking over the holiday season, it actually surprised me when I saw that the average person can gain around one pound around Halloween, which one pound is nothing. It could be one pound of you know, fat or it could just be one pound of fluctuation, right? But when you think about over 10 years, if you let Halloween and this time of year really get to you alongside all of the other holidays... I mean, even just 10 years of Halloween candy can add up into 10 pounds over time. And I don't say that to scare you, but I say to put it into perspective because the holiday season is not just about Halloween. There's multiple different holidays and celebrations that we have every year. And even according to some medical studies, there have been estimates that a person can expect to gain anywhere from three to 12 pounds between Halloween and New Year's Day. Now, obviously it depends on your habits. There are so many confounding factors that go into a statement like this. But I just want to put it into perspective that I, as a human woman, just like yourself, I think it can be very easy this time of year when you don't have the tools, when you don't have the strategy, when you don't have the confidence, when you don't have the habits in place, how easy it can be to get off track and have that situation like I described above where you don't even realize how much you're eating. You're eating what feels like a pint of Ben and Jerry's that we know is a lot of calories. We're eating that in candy in some days and we don't even recognize it. Now, when this happens, I know your first gut instinct is to be mean to yourself, to feel really discouraged. I want to quickly go over what not to do before I tell you what to do and what to eat to get back on track. And the first thing I don't want you to do is beat yourself up about it. We've all been there. We've all been human. And there's actually no need to punish yourself or beat yourself up through skipping dinner, just eating chicken and broccoli, cutting out the carb cutting out you know, foods on your plate to make your meal extremely low in calories. You don't need to work out for another 30 minutes. You don't have to feel like you have to lower your calories for the rest of the week to compensate tremendously because you're so over what you should be doing. You don't have to drastically alter anything. And most importantly, I don't want you beating yourself up to the place where you're beating yourself down and you're embarrassed and you end up giving up. That is the last thing I wanna happen here. And I just wanna point out, That is also not what a weight loss journey and a fitness journey is about. 
Yes, we talk about weight loss and fat loss, but a fitness journey is about how to become fit. And being fit is not just about how you look. It also is about how you feel and how you are in terms of your health and your body composition. And I just want to point out health also includes mental health, guys. That's a really big component there. So I don't want you to punish yourself, feel like you have to compensate, and of course, beat yourself up to the place of feeling like a failure. And I also don't want it to consume you, especially if you have children, because at the end of the day, it's candy. It is not worth altering and destroying your relationship with candy to solve this problem. The overeating didn't occur just because it's candy. There's a few reasons that we're going to explore here in this episode, but the last thing I want you to do is feel like you just can't have that candy around. You have to create this negative environment for your child now. And maybe you don't have children, but maybe in the future, you're thinking about what your life is going to look like with candy because you just can't imagine yourself around these foods because you always overeat them. Okay. If you are following along and you feel this way, that's not what I want you to do. And this is instead what I want you to do. If you've overate to get back on track and what I want you to eat and also just do in general. Okay. The first thing I want you to do before we change anything about your diet, anything about what you're doing is I need you to sit with the uncomfortable feeling that you overate for a moment. In fact, I do this with my clients quite often because we need to sit with the thing that we're trying to sometimes mask through overeating. Now, sometimes overeating occurs for reasons that have nothing to do with our mental and emotional health. Sometimes it has to do with being tired and busy, and it's not so much a mental health problem. It's, okay, this food is convenient. It's available. It's freaking tasty. I'm going to overconsume it. But before we dive into that, you need to sit with the uncomfortable feeling of the fact that you overate. You're probably on this tremendous blood sugar roller coaster spike right now. You're feeling extra full. Maybe you just don't feel your best. You're not your normal energy. Maybe you're feeling a little lethargic because of that post blood sugar rush feeling that's going on. But regardless of the physical sensation, I also want you to sit with the mental discomfort of eating away that I don't want you to feel guilt. It is really normal to sit back and sometimes say words like, shit, why did I do that? Why did I make those choices? Because I regret it, especially if you didn't even know the nutrition facts on some of the foods that you overeat when you just realized you had, you went a little bit overboard, you had a little bit too much. I want you to sit there and I don't want you to make a change, compensate, feel like you have to like fix something. I need you to sit. After you sit for at least, I'd say five minutes, what I want you to do, and my favorite word is explore. We're going to go explore and door the explorer style. I need you to explore what led to the overeating a rapid fire list of things that impact overeating is coming your way right now. Are you ready for it? It could be an emotional trigger. It could be your food environment. It literally being at eye level and accessible to you. It could be your hunger. We never make good decisions in the grocery store when we're starving. And we certainly don't make great decisions around candy when we're hungry as well. Maybe it is a preferred food that you overate. Maybe it isn't candy, but it could just be any food that you love So it is hard to quote unquote control yourself around that type of food. Maybe it is a comfort food that relates to your emotional well-being and emotional stability, and it just makes you feel good when you eat it. Maybe it is a certain time of day that was part of that trigger as to why you overrate that food. Maybe it was the portion that was there because you're one of those ladies that eats the entire plate and licks it clean. You're part of that club. You don't want waste. And if there was a smaller portion served to you, maybe you wouldn't have eaten as much. 
Maybe there is a particular food that is enhanced and flavorful, and I'd even argue scientifically engineered to help us overeat that food. Help. Yes, I said help because they want us to eat more of it because it's so good and impacts our flavor profile on our tongue and just makes us want it more. That is literally how a Snickers bar was genetically engineered into being the most delicious thing that we all want to eat. Anyway, candy is absolutely in this category. Many fun foods are in this category and it literally makes them easy to overeat. Same with chips. I bring up all of these triggers and these things that can impact overeating because after you sit with this uncomfortable feeling, you have to explore what are the factors. And sometimes it isn't just one. Sometimes it's a whole combination that literally sets you up. So maybe you had a shitty day. Maybe you're tired. Maybe your kids are driving you nuts. Maybe your boss shared something that Literally, you're like, I want to quit my job. I want to switch. I want to do this. Or you have a lot of pressure and stress on you because you have an exciting opportunity coming your way and you want to perform your best, whatever it could be. You have these other things going on in your life. And then maybe there's these delicious foods around. Maybe they're at eye level. Maybe you got a little hungry because you didn't have your perfectly balanced portions earlier. All of these things together can create a shit storm for overeating. And it's important to understand that because part of your overeating what to do next strategy is you have to understand what got you here so you can address that thing. That's the thing you actually have to address. Now we're going to talk about short-term things you can do to alleviate the mental and physical discomfort that you may have going on a walk, having water, you know, maybe not restricting yourself, but maybe having a lower calorie meal as your next meal because you feel overly full right now, or maybe we're altering your meal timings for the rest of the day because you're not, not wanting food because you're feeling embarrassed or guilty or your calories, but you literally are now feeling full because you ate all of this 600 calories worth of candy or even more before dinner time. So now everything is all screwed up. Whatever it is, we have to first address what led you here before we put these band-aids on. Okay, how can I feel better short term? Because at the end of the day, I can give you so many band-aids about do this, do that after overeating. But if you don't get to the root of why you overeat and explore non-judgmentally what happened, you are going to repeat this again and again and again and again and again and again, and you are going to drive yourself nuts. The most important thing you take from today's episode is sit with the uncomfortable feeling and explore what led to your overeating. One of the most important things in terms of what to do next and what to eat next is I want you to audit your food environment, especially if you find yourself tremendously triggered by foods that taste flipping good, ladies. If you love food, love candy, love love eating, if you're anything like me, I need you to audit your environment because we even see this in research. We see when you change certain parts of your environment that allow you to make positive, healthy changes to your behavior and rely on less conscious effort. Like you don't have to rely on making as many mental choices around those behaviors. Things like using a smaller bowl or having fun-sized candy around or maybe creating a little bit of a barrier between you and the fun food so the tempting foods are less visible. These are all things that can help you prevent overeating. They're not going to solve the problem necessarily, but they are certainly part of a healthy lifestyle and managing the overeating triggers in your environment. Obviously, binge eating is a full-blown disorder and a full-blown medical situation that requires a multifactorial approach in terms of how we address what is going to help you reduce how much it happens. Now, I am not a binge eating dietitian, but I will say we've all had moments where we overeat. Sometimes it feels like a binge. We feel out of control, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have binge eating. And so what I'm describing is 
not the treatment for binge eating disorder. I just want to make that very clear, even though I am a dietitian. But what I will share is these are all things that we find very effective for women who don't have binge eating, but do struggle with overeating and are wanting to decrease their chances when they are stressed. And honestly, I will share this with you. Even if you never have really struggled with overeating, I do just want to point out that we are all living in an environment, especially here in the United States, that really promotes overconsumption and overeating. So these are all things that I honestly think are really important as part of healthy lifestyle. That being said, in terms of what to do next, we don't want to put a Band-Aid on a wound, but I do think short-term, something that women need to hear, you need to hear if you've ever overate, especially this time of year with Halloween candy, I don't want you to compensate. Instead, I want you to focus on health habits. The goal when you are in your short-term, it just happened, what do I do next, oh shit moment, is I want you to focus on the things that make you feel your best and go back to your regularly scheduled programming. Maybe it's going on a walk, it's journaling to process the emotions and process how you feel. Even doing a scheduled workout, we're not running because we overate, we're running because running makes us feel really good and it's a positive way that we can maybe even for our mental health, explore how we feel. Maybe it isn't even exercise again. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's just taking some time and doing breath work or yoga. And, you know, I know that's movement again, but I, I personally, as you guys can tell, I love moving because it allows me to get off my phone, get, you know, in my head, but not be so negative to myself, but instead like explore how I'm feeling. After you do this exploration too, what I really find is helpful is focusing on making your next meal count. I say this all the time. It's the best piece of advice. I'm so wildly biased, but focusing on your next meal and making your next meal count is really just emphasizing, don't harbor on the past. Don't harbor on you know what you did before. I want you to focus on not eating low calorie and not trying to compensate, but instead focusing on what is going to nourish your body and really what your body needs more of and what you can do to control your next meal. Because yes, sometimes we overeat and we look at our day and our calories and we're like, well, there's, there's no saving us today. And sometimes we have to give ourselves a little bit of a blank slate. Today was a wash. It is what it is. Move on to the next, make your next day count. Just focus on doing the best you can moving forward. But that tunnel vision of making your next meal, making your next day, focusing on what you can do to focus on the health related food habits that are going to push the needle in the right direction. That is what we want to do because compensating for overeating, trying to restrict calories, trying to burn off a whole bunch of calories oftentimes just causes the problem to exacerbate into something worse. And once again, is not addressing the root problem. So when you are in these situations and you feel uncomfortable and you short-term want to feel better, we have to sit with the uncomfortable feeling. We have to explore what led to the overeating. We really want to become mindful of our environment and most importantly, focus on what you can control. Focus on the health-related habits like eating protein, drinking water, going on a walk, eating a balanced meal, getting a veggie on your plate, thinking about your meal plan for tomorrow and, oh, wow, I have all this fruit in my fridge I haven't been eating. Instead of candy, let's you know explore having a little piece of fruit for a snack instead. Focus on what you can control because that is the only thing you should be focusing on when you overeat. Hey, girlfriend. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sorority 
backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at thesororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.